to down to down to. Yeah. Miffed and peeved. Miffed and peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. I don't want it's a real world. It's a real world. It's, 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 it's a real one. I don't use it, but it's <laughs> Not in your vocab? Down to dunk. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleicher, from DailyThunder.com. Also featured on Dash Radio Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 5 o'clock Central Time. Today, our show is brought to you by Grady Carter of Metro Brokers of Oklahoma. Grady wants to be your homeboy, and you can find him at homeboyok.com and homeboyok on all of your social media platforms. Grady is a GRI designee, which means that he knows everything that anyone would need to know about getting you into the home of your dreams or selling your current home. So please contact Grady on social media if you're looking to sell your house or if you're looking to buy the home of your dreams. Grady is the man, just a great, great dude, so contact him. Today I was supposed to have a guest, and I said guest bailed on me last minute, so you just get me today. I'm sorry if you don't like solo pods. They're not my favorite thing either, but I still wanted to get you guys some content. So I asked for some questions and you guys delivered. You guys are the best. So this question will start with at jbug underscore. Is Jordan Clarkson a realistic trade deadline target and would he be a good fit on the Thunder? So Clarkson, he's available for the, from the Lakers. He's a point guard. Uh, kind of a more combo guardy. Uh, I'm not a huge Jordan Clarkson fan. I'm not sure how well he'd fit in defensively with OKC. I really like what Felton brings, and so I don't. I think he would help. I'll say that. I think that he would help. Uh, but I also don't know that the Thunder have what the Lakers want, which is expiring contract. So the Thunder don't have really enough money in expiring deals to make this work because everyone wants to trade Alex Brinis at this point. And certainly, like, you could get there with Abrinas and Singler and, you know, I don't know, Josh Eustis. Like, that that gets you there. That gets you uh, money-wise a trade. But the Lakers are looking to unload these guys for big expiring deals, and the Thunder don't have those. Uh, so, I'll also be really crazy if the Thunder <laughs> traded for Jordan Clarkson, offloaded his deal um, from the Lakers, and then that, like, helped the Lakers signed Paul George plus another guy. Uh, I mean, I I don't think the Thunder would do this. I don't think the Thunder are really going to deal with the Lakers in any way um, unless it's a smaller deal because uh, they really would love to trade a Clarkson or a Lou Aldang, obviously making $17.19 million. It's just insane. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's realistic. Uh, it's not impossible, but it would take the Lakers wanting – you know, just an asset in return, maybe a Terrence Ferguson, maybe an Alex Abrinas, and then still having money on their books going forward. Uh, but I would be surprised if that's what they went for. I think they'll be going for maybe a pick um, or expiring deal, even a second rounder for him on an, and an expiring deal might get it done. Uh, from at D underscore Hunt 08, would you rather be the seventh seed and play Houston in round one or top three or four seed at the end? 
I think you obviously, if you could get to the three seed, that would be ideal because uh, then you avoid the Warriors round one, uh, and then you you know get a chance at a much easier opponent. I don't think the preference would be to play Houston round one. I do think the Thunder match up well with Houston, uh, but not so well that they couldn't lose to them because they could certainly lose to them in a series because this Houston Rockets team is really good. So I, I mean, going out round one for the Thunder would be a really, really bad look. And if you know Paul George wants to win and he said that's what he wants, uh, going out round one doesn't really show that they can do that. So I, I think you'd rather be three four. I think you'd rather get a round in, uh, and I think that you'd rather have your shot against the Warriors in the second round than, you know, have a decent shot of going out in the first round against a Rockets team. But with that said, like, if you get past the Rockets, then obviously things look a little easier uh, to get to the conference finals and things like that. But overall, I'd still say the spot that they're in is a better spot. I'd like to thank the press for sponsoring today's show. A few of you guys have messaged me, uh, Thunder Mob. You messaged me and said you went to the press. Thank you so much for for doing that. Thank you for going to the press. Thanks for listening. Uh, it means a lot that you guys support the people that support us and go to places like the press. And not only does it support us, but it's going to make your life better to go eat at the press. If you like brunch, this is a great place to go for brunch. Uh, if you like lunch or dinner, also a great place to go. It's just, it's just a really solid restaurant. They've just got a lot of really, really good selections. They've got good burgers, a great veggie burger. They make an Indian taco. Uh, their buffalo mac and cheese is just out of this world. Uh, you've got to go. If you can grab yourself a really good cocktail there, they serve great beer. They've got two bars that are open. Uh, it's a great place to take a big group. So if like, you have a family gathering, a birthday... Whatever it is, this is a really good place to go for something like that. A big group of friends. Uh, the press is a great place for that. You can even go and watch the Thunder game tonight. Go sit at the bar, watch the Thunder game, have a drink, uh, enjoy some time with friends uh, at the press. So you got to go check it out. Fantastic food, great atmosphere. It's located in the plaza, downtown Oklahoma City. You can follow them on social media at the press OKC or go to their website if you want to take a look at that wonderful menu thepressokc.com. Fantastic people that run this place and just a great restaurant. So continue to support the people that support Down to Dunk and eat at the press. This is from at the underscore Sternlicht. Who would you rather have for the next 10 years? Westbrook or Trey Young? So it remains to be seen if Russell Westbrook will be playing into his 40s, basically. Uh, I would I don't think that will happen. I just think that a guy that relies on his athleticism like that seems pretty unlikely he's going to be playing that long. So you're talking like, I don't know, six or seven years of Russ versus like you obviously get Trey Young when he's a rookie and all that. I still think that you got to go Russ. You have a top five player in the NBA on your team already. Those are so hard to get. And you can look at draft prospects going back, you know, years and years ago and say, Oh man, if you had the chance to get that guy, uh, Michael Beasley or, you know, Darko Milicic, like you just don't know. Like those, both those guys, Greg Oden, like you just don't know what you're getting. Trae Young is awesome and he's very fun. And I have watched more OU basketball, you know, this season than I have in my entire life just because this dude is so fun. 
but I just don't, I don't know. I, I think that he will translate to the NBA. I think that he'll be very good in the league, but it's hard to say that he will definitively be at the level of a Russell Westbrook top five player. Uh, you know, I, I just think that you have to go with the known. And if you're known is the MVP top five player, you got to go Russ, but interesting question. Nonetheless, having 10 years of Trey young, Playing in OKC, I'm sure it would be very, very fun. And I think that this question was probably mostly a joke. But Trey Young is amazing and must watch TV. At Small Law Addy, is it possible this team just isn't capable of sustained good play? It certainly is possible. Uh, and they've shown that it's not possible unless they have their full complement of players. So without Robertson, they've struggled. In that Bucks game without Paul George, they struggled. So certainly, though it's it's hard to weigh that, but I think that to say that they're not capable of sustained good play is probably probably the answer is yes. I don't think that they are, uh, but that doesn't mean that come playoff time, if they're still the four or five seed, that they can't really turn it on because we've seen this team do that against good teams uh, time and time again this season. There's a large enough sample of that to say that this team does have an, have a switch that they can flip. And so they, they don't get up for these teams. I mean, I, I even wondered last night, would the Thunder have beaten the Blazers last night had Dame played? Would they have played harder if Damian Lillard was in there? Uh, I, th- I think it's possible uh, because I think it's all... It's, it's just a weird issue that they've had all season where they just don't show up, and it's probably a arrogance thing. It's probably just a we, we think that we can show up and beat you because my name is Russell Westbrook, my name is Carmelo Anthony, my name is Paul George, and, you know, who, who are these guys? Evan Turner, you know, Joseph Nurkic, like, great. CJ McCollum, like, you've been good, but you're not me. Uh, and they've gotten smoked by so many players because of that. Um, so I think that's certainly possible. I still would like to see this team up through April before I just say that definitively. But uh, they they do definitely have some some motivation issues. I think somebody has a question about that later. Uh, at Cade Kolb, who are guys that you think of as realistic trade targets? Uh, it's, it's tough to kind of predict this without seeing, I mean, there's like articles that Woj puts out that have names on them. And a guy that I've been talking about even before I saw that was Alec Burks. And to be honest, if there's a guy that I hope they go after, it's probably him. Cause I think that he could help a lot in the scoring department. I don't think that his defense is awful. Uh, I think that he could, you know, play alongside Russ in a lot of ways and can be a you know a secondary ball handler with that second unit and then you've got three guys that can handle the ball there with Felton, Paul George and Burks. I, I I just think that he would be really great. I don't think he's really in the future plans for that Jazz team either. Uh they've they've got wings, you know, Dante Exum everybody forgets about. He's still got a year left and he's coming back from injury. Uh Donovan Mitchell and Rodney Hood are, are the guys that are gonna hold down the two guard position for them going forward but I think that he would help a lot even bringing back a guy like a Tabo Sepalosha uh if this you know this jazz team doesn't look like they're headed 
toward a playoff seeding. Like they're not going to make the eighth seed. It doesn't look like it at the trade deadline. I think that you could see guys like Tabo and Alec Burks being available. And they both had great seasons. And I think that they would both be helpful to the Thunder team. Courtney Lee is another guy. I don't know if he'll be made available by New York, but he's another guy that could really help this OKC team. I think that the target should be a guard slash wing that can shoot threes, play passable defense, and even create a little bit. Uh, so, and then, you know, Clarkson fits that bill to some degree too. Uh, I just don't know that the Thunder have what they want in expiring deals, but I just think that uh, they need to look for another guy. They need another wing or another guard at this point because I don't know that they're going to be able to trust Sabrinas or Ferguson heading into the playoffs to play big minutes. And, you know, I watched last night, and I just think, wow, like they are going to really rely on Raymond Felton uh, in the playoffs. I would not be surprised to see them be closing games with the starting lineup minus Dre plus Ray Felton. And we've seen stuff like that in the past where they have had to play Derek Fisher way more than he should have. Uh, and it hasn't really worked out because teams can target these smaller guards and uh, put them in the post. And the Thunder were pretty defenseless against that in the past. And I I could see something like, like that happening uh, unless they get a bigger guard or they you know, trust Dre to close games, in which you know they probably should trust Dre more than they should Felton. But... I can just see something like that happening down the stretch. This is from at log underscore land. Is Dre the key to this team? Will Presty make a move at the deadline? I expect Presty to make a move at the deadline just because he almost always does. It's always something. It always something. It could be small. It could be, you know, a trade for even a pick. I don't know. Like you just don't know with Sam. He's always got something up his sleeve. So I expect him to make some kind of move at the deadline. And then. Driving the key to this team. I think he's the key to the defense. I think he's been the best perimeter defender in the NBA this season. There's a lot of uh, information out there backing that up. There's a lot of people talking about Andre Robertson, which is great, even though they can't get his name right, <laughs> which is just like a classic Robertson thing that nobody can say or write his name. Uh, but he he's certainly the key to this defense. You can't take out a... I think he's a defensive player of the year candidate. Fred Katz has said that a bunch, and I agree with him. That you can't take out a defensive player of the year candidate and then expect the defense to even be remotely the same. I mean, he funnels guys to certain spots on the floor. He allows Paul George to gamble as much as he has. Same with Russell Westbrook. He makes all that work. Uh, and Fred talked about this last night on his show that Steve is definitely the guy that's telling people where to go and what to do. He's quarterbacking the defense, but Dre makes it all work. And there's really nobody in the league uh, that can do what he does. And the guys that are, and this is what makes him a defensive player of the year candidate to me is that Kawhi Leonard has been hurt all season and Draymond Green's kind of had a down year and Rudy Gobert has been out all season. I think, I feel like things are opening up for Dre and this stretch where he's been gone may be the best evidence of it. Because if he's here, then it's like, oh, Paul George is really good. Stephen Adams is really good. What kind of impact is Robertson making? Robertson's making a massive impact on this team. They are clearly just flat out a better team with Dre on the floor, despite the shooting, despite the free throws, despite all of that. He's still better for the Thunder to have him on the floor than to not. 
And I also love the way that Billy's been using him as an offensive player. He's been in the dunker spot. He's been on, you know, cutting a lot. He makes quick passes. I mean, once he gets back on the court, if he continues to play like he did before he went out, that ball gets to him. He passes it right on to somebody else. He's not holding on to it anymore, which I think is a huge development in his offensive game because it allows the ball to keep moving. Uh, he becomes a ball mover. He even has done some driving kicks. It's It's been very, very good for the Thunder offense. Like We've talked about Russell Westbrook being phenomenal, the change in uh, Mello, and then Paul George getting comfortable. Those are certainly the three things that contributed the most to the offense taking off, but also Robertson being more of a ball mover and a guy that scores around the basket has certainly contributed to that as well. So uh, get well soon, Dre. The Thunder the Thunder need Dre really bad. Uh, they really do. He's one of the best five players on this team, uh, and he's he's got to be out there. This next question comes from Lucas Miller, Echelon Copy on Twitter. He basically talks about how how does an NBA coach motivate these guys, these NBA players. Uh, he says that it seems like the Thunder need help with this. And certainly, I mean, motivation is is really a tough thing in all aspects of life. You know, I in my line of work, like motivation is a huge, huge piece of it. And it's tough. It's tough when you have different groups. And whenever, I mean, it's hard for Billy because he's had to get the feel of a different group of guys every single year that he's been an NBA coach. And you give, that brings a lot of ego. That brings a lot of things to the table. These guys are making a lot of money. And... If you're watching the NBA and if you've been a fan for a while, you know that these players control the league. They control everything. I mean, if Russell Westbrook went into Sam Price's office today and said, I want Billy gone, you know what? Billy's gone. I mean, they these guys control a lot. And so I just I, I don't I don't know that it's as easy as some people would think. You're not just gonna yell these guys into playing better. Uh, at some point, these guys have got to be m- motivated themselves to play better defense because Billy's given them all the tools they need. I mean, they went to Billy, you know, <clears throat> a good portion of the season says, what do we need to do? Billy has it all planned out. He's got a magnificent game plan offensively, defensively. It's all there. And we saw it. You saw it in L.A. You know, both those games, you saw what, they, what they're looking for uh, with this team. But these guys have got to show up and be motivated themselves in order to do that. Billy can't just pull that out of them um, consistently. And it takes a special, special person to be able to do something like that. It takes a special coach. It takes a special group. You know, Popovich is one of the best at that. Steve Kerr is one of the best at that. Uh, It still remains to be seen if Billy is great at that. Billy is great at a lot of things as a coach. And I think we get hung up on certain things that coaches do. I think like lineups and plays. But these guys have a ton of things that they're in charge of. So many things that they're supposed to do. Motivation is one of them. Uh, to me, it kind of remains to be seen if Billy is great at that. And, he, you know, at the end of the day, this the Thunder team will make the playoffs. And they'll have a good chance to make a run. And I don't see them not being motivated come playoff time. It's January. January is a tough time in the NBA. You look back at any January, teams just kind of slow down and they don't play as well. Look at the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. You pull the league and most people probably still say the Cavs make the finals again. Uh, but right now, if you take a look at what's going on in Cleveland, it's not looking good. 
so January is a tough time. There's these like doldrums of the NBA season and it's starting to hit a little bit. Uh, then once the trade deadline happens and all-star weekend, and then things start to like click and get real after that. Uh, I think I'd be really, really concerned if this team late February and through March uh, and early April, if they are doing stuff like this, then I'd be a little bit more concerned, but dropping two games in January, it happens. It's a part of this league. 82 games is a lot of games, uh, but overall uh, it's really hard to say if this you know Thunder coaching staff is, is great at motivating. Uh, this is also kind of a tough group in general to make that happen. Uh, especially with those superstars. I think guys like Russ and Paul George and Melo set the tone, and I don't think they did a good job of that um, last night. This is from at Sawa. If you were offered Lonzo Ball for Singler, would you do the trade knowing everything that comes with it? <sighs> uh, probably not. I don't know how well that would go over in OKC. Uh, I would... It, it's probably not worth the trouble, at least at this point. This Thunder team's trying to win a title. You got Kyle Singler. You know, Kyle Kyle just stays out of the way. You don't hear a lot from him. He's just doing his thing. He practices. He goes through shoot around. He does all his stuff. And he's just kind of a guy here, just hanging out until his contract runs out. Lonzo would come in. He would demand minutes, obviously. I think he's been okay as a player. I think that he'll end up being a good NBA player, but... Uh, for what this team needs and wants to do this season. I'm not sure that Lonzo Ball is a helpful player. Obviously, Kyle isn't either, but uh, you have a lot of external factors that I don't think this team needs currently. Uh, At Ben Vance, do the Thunder need to acquire another defender if Andre is so important? Guard against him missing time in the future. I mean, they they have Josh Hustis, who I think does a good job as a defender. I don't, I mean, I've talked about like a Tabo Cephalosha. Like that would be great to add him. And that would mitigate a loss of Dre uh, if something like this happens again. So, yeah, I, I think that they're looking for a wing that can defend adequately. Um, I think Josh has done a good job. Um, but it's going to take the group as a whole to really figure it out whenever he's not playing. Um, how to stay engaged and how to be motivated. Um, so I guess my answer is yes and no. Yes, I think they need another wing. Not necessarily just to replace Robertson, though. I think they just, period, need another wing. From at Oklahoma Gal, is it possible the lack of energy from Thunder Vets is because they don't care about playoff seating at all? I'm not sure that it's because they don't care about playoff seating at all. Uh, but I do think that it just stems from this kind of arrogance that this team has. Uh, they have an arrogance about them, one, that is not good, that they think they can just show up and beat a team, and that arrogance leads to less energy. To me, uh, this is all just theory, obviously. I don't I don't know that this is like a fact, but this is just what I've gathered from being around the team and watching them play. Uh, and then two, the arrogance can also be a great thing because I think that they show up against these good teams and think we're just as good as you and we're, they're motivated to stomp those teams. Uh, I just wish that that second scenario would happen more often against bad teams because if they did, I mean, they'd be in a really great position right now to even grab the third seed, but they're, but they're not. Uh, I don't think it stems from the lack of caring about playoff seeding. I just think it stems from like an overall kind of systemic problem of arrogance with this with this particular squad uh jared kw13 is robertson the true mvp of the nba 
Sure feels like it right now, Jared. This is from at O underscore K underscore C. If next year you could keep only one between Houston and Grant, who would you pick? Uh, I'd probably pick Houston just because I think that he fits the modern NBA a little bit better. He can shoot it, certainly. He can fill a wing position. Uh, Grant is basically a backup five for this team. I feel like he's had good moments, but I just don't know how great of a player he's going to be going forward. He's still super raw on the offensive end. Um, and I could be wrong going forward. He's still, I think he's only 23. So, I mean, obviously he can improve a lot. Uh, but I think I'd rather have Hustis, who I think can fill a wing position, and then the Thunder can go find another backup big if they need it, or they can just play Patterson more. Uh, speaking of Patterson, from at GV underscore Nascimento. Sorry if that's wrong. I apologize. Uh, is Patrick Patterson the most unhappy guy in the world right now? Uh, I don't think he's the most unhappy guy, most unhappy guy in the whole world, but I think he's certainly unhappy. And that's the way he looked last night after the game. He was dejected. Uh, they asked, he was trying to walk out of the locker room before they asked him to do media availability. Uh, he kind of reluctantly walked over and he just gave, I mean, he, you tell he was annoyed. Like he's just frustrated. Uh, and if I'm Pat, like I probably feel frustration with a lot of things. The role that he has on this team that he's, I don't feel like he has a big enough role with, with this team. I don't think he's played well. I'm sure he's frustrated with that. And then obviously the losing. He, I don't, he didn't come here to lose. I'll tell you that. He didn't come here to be you know, a close to 500 team. He he signed a, a lesser deal so that he could you know come and be a part of a, a semi-contender. Uh, and the Thunder look like that sometimes. And other times they don't. And the last few games they haven't. Pat's been pretty frustrated with that. Last question. This is from Always and Forever Art. I believe we should try Patrick Patterson starting and moving Paul George and Mello up a position. Would you entertain that lineup? Also, who do you believe is the most likely to get traded on the Thunder this year? Uh, thanks for the question. I I like the idea. I think against this Minnesota team, I think that's interesting. But then you're asking a guy like Carmelo to guard Andrew Wiggins which I don't think is a good idea. Uh, I just think I think it's a solid idea to maybe try it in a spurt, but I wouldn't start it that way just because Melo, I don't trust him to guard wings at this point. I think he can guard, guard Todd Gibson, uh, but I don't think he can guard Wiggins. So I would rather even have a Ferguson in there or Josh Hustis. I hope they start Josh Hustis because they this is a much bigger team that they're playing against tonight. So... I hope that Josh gets the start tonight against Minnesota, uh, but I don't see that happening. Uh, most likely to get traded, I think that you got to look at a Jeremy Grant, or I think you got to look at uh, Alex Abrinas, and certainly if there's any possible way to unload the contract of Kyle Singler, they would like to do that, uh, but that would have to, I would likely just be a cap filler situation with, with Singler in which they're gonna, finding a $10 million guy, and they've got... Abrinas uh, and Singler, and that gets you there. So uh, I think those guys are probably the most likely. Uh, I'd be surprised if they traded Ferguson. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'd look I look at those guys. Grant, even Houston at this point, Abrinas, and then Singler are probably the guys that would be on the chopping block for this particular team to find somebody that can help now. Thanks for listening to today's show. 
I appreciate you guys sending in questions. I'm sorry that it was a solo pod, but you guys are the greatest. Uh, we love doing this podcast. We appreciate all of you guys for downloading and telling your friends and uh, just listening uh, day in, day out. It just means a lot. Uh, if you could leave us a five-star iTunes review, that would just be really, really nice of you. Uh, it means a lot to us to see those reviews written, to see those five stars go up uh, on our iTunes page. Uh, it's just, it makes a big difference to us and our ratings. It also just means a lot to us personally that you guys would take the time to do something like that for us. So please do that. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you guys again on Friday for a classic fry pod. And have a great day.